Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Angelos. It's a pleasure to be with you this week. You know, we've been discussing through the course of the last several weeks this concept of financial wellness. And, you know, the whole idea behind that is, you know, and it's, it's, it's scriptural, you know, where we say know the state of your flocks, you know, which is, you know, know the state of where you are in your life, whether it be any aspect of your life. But since this is Discovering Responsible Wealth, and where we talk pre- predominantly about, you know, stewardship in your life, balance, money, finance, our whole thing is is that how do we continue to help you or to guide you as to, you know, having a life of responsible wealth and financial wellness? So our guest today, you know, often my co-host and partner over at CNA Financial Group, David Suki. Dave, welcome. It's always good to see you. Good morning, Frank. Good to see you. So, Dave, you know, it, it's interesting is, you know, over the last several weeks, we've been talking about saving. We uh, talked about retirement. And then uh, in the last couple of shows I mentioned, I said, you know, the definition of retirement is to put out a service. So, you know, and I also talk about the fact that, you know, it doesn't talk anywhere in the Bible about, you know, Moses retired. You know, it doesn't say anything about retirement. It's something that has been put in place by people that there's this concept of retirement, which means that, you know, at some point in time, and we have a saying that, you know, we all work for cash flow. And at some point in time, our cash flow is going to stop. It's either going to stop voluntarily, which is we call retirement, or due to a life event, you know, such as a change in career or whatever the case. But that being the case, one of the things that jumped out at me over this weekend was I was reading the Weekend Journal, which is the Wall Street Journal's weekend edition. And when I was reading the journal, one of the things that I thought was interesting is it was talking about saving for retirement. And then it said, you know, there was a little, you know, part of the article said that people aren't supposed to save, don't need to save a little more. They need to save a lot more. And that was the emphasis of the article. And what it was saying was that for every dollar of retirement income that you would want or require, that you needed to have $22 worth of assets set aside. So if you kind of think about that for a little bit, maybe, Dave, you can expand on that. You know, explain what what that actually means to someone. So, if I was, you know, looking to have a hundred thousand dollars a year of retirement income, you know, let's talk about what that means to somebody because it's a big I, number. I know someone listening probably just did the math. I don't know if they're good at math. They did it. That means that individual needs two point two million dollars of assets, income producing assets, exactly. not not typically a, a house value. That's a residence. You know. Um, yeah, Frank, it's a, it's the translation of finance we've been speaking about for a decade, which is what's relevant to us, relevant to us as we live and move through life is our cash flow, okay? Our net worth is a snapshot in time of where of maybe how we're doing, but if you said often and we've talked about with people is our net worth is usually a representation of what others are going to have when we're gone. It's not. It's, it's not really what we left. It's, it's what, not we what we left. We used. Yeah, we utilize. And when I say we, the the typical retirement scenario will utilize a percentage of the assets they've accumulated to provide cash flow. So if those assets, as the journal was discussing, need to be twenty two dollars worth of assets for every dollar they want in income, you need to save a heck of a lot of money early on in life and throughout life to get to those numbers. If you've, you know, we've sat down and crunched them a thousand times. You know, and it's interesting is, you know, we just saw the Super Bowl on Sunday, you know, and although, you know, it's a big thing at my house, my my wife is a sports fanatic. So it's one of those who, when the football, when the Super Bowl's on, it's like, we have a house full. And although, you know, my opinion, it wasn't much of a game, you know, it was like, 
you know, although I was hoping for the Broncos, not that I favor either team. I didn't have a dog in the hunt, but I was kind of like, I'd like to see Peyton Manning win, but it was like their team didn't show up. Yeah. And me bringing that up was, is that, you know, there's a commercial that I like, and it's not that I'm, you know, saying, hey, go check out this company by any means. <laughs> but what I like in a particular commercial that I saw was they were asking a question. And the question that they were saying was, how much do you think you need at retirement? And so you had all these people out there giving a number, a million dollars, a half a million dollars. And then what they were doing, okay, this is what I thought I saw them doing. They would hand them a ribbon and they would have them go out and it would tell them how long that money would last. Yeah. So if you said, I'm going to need, a, I think I'll need a million dollars at retirement. And then the person would you know, run out with that ribbon and it would show at age 75, that's how long the money lasted. The end result of that, as the people were doing it, is, is they were saying, well, I guess I'm going to need to save more. I'm going to need to you know, uh, live on less. And they were going through all these different scenarios. But the reality is, is that they were trying to help people to understand the relevance of when you get to a point in life that you retire, whatever you have left, okay, as far as whatever your assets are at that point, that's what has to carry you the rest of the road, yep. the rest of the ride, when you think of it. Yep. It would be no different than, you know, and we have a friend of ours, uh, Dave, uh, John Curry down in Florida, and John would, you know, demonstrate this with a uh, tape roller. Tape measure, yeah. And what he would do is he would say, okay, you know, how old are you? And say you were 40, so, and Dave, you're how old now? 38, so, so not so, far. So Dave being 38, he'd, he'd go to 38 inches on the tape measure, and he goes, now, Dave, how long are you going to work? And so if Dave said, I'm going to work till what age? Wait, say, say typical 65 if you okay. wanted, right? Actually, we're going to go 68 uh, for you, Dave, I'm because gonna, yeah. you, you can't get Social Security at 65. You're <laughs> too young. That's correct. <laughs> so here we are. We got Dave. He's, he's here at 38. We bring him out to 68, and it shows effectively that Dave's got 30 years of work ahead of him. Okay? Then I look and I say, well, Dave, how long do we think you're going to live? And the first thing is, is that, Dave, we don't know how long you're going to live. So it's like that, that number could be high. And most of us, when asked that question, because we've asked it to clients and we've practiced it in our lives, we think of our parents. Yes. Don't you think of your parents? You think of your grandparents? You go up your, your, your family line and you say, well, you know, if I make it to 80, you know, you know, I make it to, you hear that a lot. Right. And yet the truth behind it, the evidence that we're seeing is, Frank, at 60, when I hit 68, God willing, I'm still healthy and fine. I may live another 30 years. I may Correct. have 30 more to go. Correct. And, and it's interesting is, is, you know, a few years back, life insurance companies, just to give us all perspective, life insurance companies came out and they said, you know, we're going to run these policies out no more to age 100 or to 110. We're right. going to 120, 20, yeah. which is scriptural, by the way. You know, as God said, you know, the life should be 120. Yep. You know, so when you kind of look, you know, it's not like the days of Methuselah. They were living to 900 and change. <laughs> so when we think in terms of that, you know, we could be a long time in retirement. And so that ad, or not that ad, but that story in the Wall Street Journal, that commercial that we saw talking about how much do you need at retirement, that's what's relevant. That's what matters. Yeah, it's 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 a huge part of the consideration that should go into that thinking, which is how long will this type of money last me and at what rate could I consume it at 
over that period of time. Yeah, and and the, the unknown, which is it's an unsaw, it's it's unpredictable in this sense. We could probably get close to where we think, but we just really don't know, Frank. Some you know. Well, my thing is, is you know, I came up with this concept. I call it the three R's. Yeah. Okay, and when I say the three R's, the three R's stand for this: the rate at which I save, the rate at which I earn on savings, and then the rate of distribution. Now, two of those I can control. Dave, why don't you guess of which two? Oh, boy. <laughs> which one I can I control? I guess we would say you cannot control the rate of return. Correct. So as an example, last year was a phenomenal year for the stock market. You know, in the month of January alone this year, the market was down, you know, about 5%. Yeah. You know, what was interesting is, is, you know, earlier this week we had a sell-off um, when most people had a snow day, and they might not have caught what was going on in the news, but the market was down over 300 points, followed by the previous week it was off. So when we kind of look, and, you know, so we ended up, as an example, if we think of it this way, okay, so it's kind of like our markets are manic-depressive, you know, when I say manic depressive, the manic side we saw last year, wow, we had a 30% up year. Yeah. Okay, the depressive side is here we are. January, we had a lousy January, a 5%. And the first trading day of February, was yeah. we're down 300 and something points. So that rate of return, okay, that we associated with long-term savings, long-term growth is very unpredictable. So that article, when it came out in the Wall Street Journal, was really talking about the fact that you know, you're not going to be real risk-oriented with your money. You're going to tend to be more conservative, especially during retirement. So the rate of savings is what's relevant, and then the rate of distribution also so that you don't run out of money. Yeah. So with that in mind, maybe we can just take some time and, you know, Dave, you and I just kind of talk about for our listeners – Maybe some of the areas that people might just give some thought to as to, you know, how do I increase that rate of savings? Because we really have the two sides. Can't control the middle, which is the rate of return. What I have to control, if I really think about it, is the rate of savings and then the rate of distribution, how this money is actually coming out as we go forward. So let's talk predominantly. Uh, we'll start out. Let's, let's talk about rate of savings. Fra- so, uh, Frank, well— we live in a in an area of the country, right? An area of the of the world, really. That there's wealth all around us. Yes, it's a, it's a little misleading. It is, right? It is. So so the challenge for most is I'm the feeling of I'm saving as much as I can, really. You know, because you know some people really feel that way. And really, there's only one or two ways to increase with with savings or anything else or revenues for whatever the sake is. Either you're gonna you talk about this, you're gonna increase your income. You got it. Or you're going to decrease your expenses. You got it. So it's, it's one or the other. It's top line or, you know, I got to cut out expense somewhere. Uh, that's right. So, you know, so we talk in the terms of the top line is are they are you maximizing your career opportunities? Are you, are you, you know, taking advantage of, um, you know, overtime? Are you taking advantage of, of your education the way that you can so that, yeah, your top line can be the best that it possibly can be in your situation? And then we teach, Frank, you know, um, Savings rate of at least ten to fifteen percent, and we know optimum optimally twenty, but Correct. fifteen really should be a, a fifteen should a be benchmark. targeted. Yeah, twenty should be optimal that somebody is saving at that rate. Yeah, so if you're starting out in life, that would be that would be a discipline that you'd want to adapt right away. 
like you know, if you're in life already, what I call in a Dave, that that was a great word you used. You know what the word was? Discipline. A discipline. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 becomes a standard. Yes. You know, as far as what you're accustomed to, it'd be no different than, you know, if I decided, you know, it's like you're you know, our office is fairly close to Lakewood. You know, we have a whole Orthodox community. You know, as strict as they are on their diet, what they will eat, what they won't eat, when they pray, when they walk, when they, you know, no business, uh, keeping the Sabbath, it's the same thing. It's, it's a discipline. It's, it's a discipline. It's who you are. It's who you become. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about, the Bible talks about tithing, right? Tithing, you know, yep. 10%. And I have clients, Frank, that, you know, they live and breathe that. You know, and it's interesting. Those that live and breathe that, they tend to live and breathe 20% in terms of a discipline of saving. And so they're living on 70. So I know it's possible, right? Absolutely. It may be uncomfortable. It may not be overnight, but there needs to be, you know, there needs to be a conversation around the, the facts show that that's where it starts. And, and when you say that it may be uncomfortable at first, anything that we do that is change – is always uncomfortable at first. You know, yeah. when we were kidding around in the early show of this year and we were talking about, oh, the gyms are full, yeah. you know, because we all have our, you know, New Year's resolutions, resolutions and we're going to lose weight. You know, it was one of those of when we first went to the gym, we were sore. When the first few days that we dieted, we were hungry. hungry. Yeah. Okay. So likewise, when we're going to start to be financially healthy and disciplined and responsible with our wealth, it's going to be a little uncomfortable at first. You know, and our our firm, you know, so here's a little plug for us is we've always had the term is, you know, our objective with someone is to show you how to save more without living less. And that's based upon a concept of efficiency, which is identifying lost opportunities and how to be more and more efficient with what you have. But as David mentioned earlier is, is, you know, you start with that front, you know, the top line. Can you improve that top line somehow, some way? And then the second side of that is, is you know, lifestyle. Where can you adjust once you've become as efficient as you can? Where, if anywhere, can you adjust and get away from that lifestyle addiction so that you can really start to, you know, amp up that savings rate? Yeah. And we talk, Frank, it's, you know, you want to enjoy today. It is the present. It's a gift, right? right. You want to, but want to be prepared for tomorrow. And then we call it responsible wealth, which is you want to be responsible and accountable that, if, you know, the probability is I'm here tomorrow, am I, am I prepared for it financially? Did I do, did I do my work? Did I, put, I always say that I put the work in to get the results. And a lot of times it's not, you know, it's not something that's necessarily easy, but it can be simple. Right? It can be simple. If you, there's a path to follow, but you got to take the first steps to get on the path. You know, Dave, um, what you also said there was also kind of rings – through and true and what that was is that you know if you were to look at it as far as what you're doing today okay and you're going to make an adjustment how it's uncomfortable here's a thought for people it's hard to envision like you mentioned what the future may seem like but here's a here's just a suggestion for people if you recognize that you're not going to retire on 100 percent of your income today and you're really not doing the job of savings today Just to give you perspective as to what something might look like, just try for one month to live on 20 to 30% less just to see what it feels like. Yeah, good point. Because that'll give you the perspective in terms of how tight things may be 
which actually then motivates you more or gets you more focused on the significance of making the early adjustments so that later it's better. So, Dave, one of your favorite statements or ones that I love that you make, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, hard easy. Living hard easy. Which is go ahead and tell to Well, to take the action today, do the hard things now, and later on the translation is things will become easier. You know, and that's anything we do in life, Frank. We take care of things the way we should. It usually transitions into an easier, uh, you know, result later, which is, you know, which is retirement. Talking about retirement, that's what people think of. Like, I'm finally arrived. I got, uh, you know, I made it there. Whether we could go into a whole show about that. but And that's and that's our show when we talk about discovering responsible wealth. For all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our co-host today, David Suki. This is Frank Congelos. If you have questions, you could write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, 08736, or email us at info at iofrw.com. Thank you. Have a blessed week. Stay warm out there. I know we've been getting a lot of snow lately, so be safe. Have a great week.